This is Gemara and Shkolem Daf Tezayin. All the learning for this month of Nisan has been generously sponsored by the Grun family, Lila Nishmas Chaim Mordechai Ben Aftali Tzvi. The learning of the entire Chaburah should be a tremendous chos, Lila Nishmasai. Of course, our Chaylem Ben Vey Yoshal Ben Chaya Chaim Ben Sarah Shalom Simon Ben Riza Idol Sarah Bas Gnandel Yisbar Simon Chay Sarah Yosayol Ben Mindel Yehaz Peret Shalei Yosham Bas Nabi Yosafik Yosheichan Faldavin Yitri Yishmol Ben Tiel Dinim Chan Riza Ben Chay Bas Mina Liba Bracha Bas Avi Musa Din Eidna Bas Yemendel Shem Chatovia Ben Avi Kael Fashas Yim Vikon Diverna Mechelis Verna we pick it up on the top of Tezayin Amun Aleph. We are three lines down. We are continuing the discussion of the Aroin. Just to point out, sometimes you read Gemara's fast and it doesn't really process. Just to point out that yesterday we had an absolutely fascinating Machlaikas, how many Aroins there were. Were there one or there were two Aroins in the Beis HaMikdash? And that was the entire Machlaikas, the two Rayas that we concluded yesterday from the different Pesukim, showing that the Aron was in two different places, pointing that there were two different Aroins. I don't know if that is necessarily something that one took note of. But now let's continue three lines down. It says the Gemara, when the Aroin was hidden away, it was hidden with it, a flask or a jar of man and a flask of the Shemin HaMishcha, the anointing oil, which we're going to talk about in a few moments. And the stick of Aaron that had the flowers and the blossoms on it, which of course is a very unique miracle, the fact that it has Prachav and Shkidav, one would think it has the blossoms, and then it grows the almonds. Why does it have the blossoms even after it has the almonds? Ramesha Feinstein deals with that. In the Chomish. And he also, he also was hidden with it, the chest that the Plishtim sent to Klai Yisrael, Asham Yisrael, a offering to the God of Israel. This was when, after the Plishtim, like we saw yesterday, stole the iron and they had to give it back. When they sent it back, they sent it back with a chest full of gold and different items. So that chest, together with the Mon, the Shem and Amishcha, the stick of iron, Akayin, and the iron were all hidden together. Says the Gemara, me, Nigna, me Gonzai, who was the one that hid all these items? Says the Gemara Yeshio Gonzai, who's Yeshio that hid it? Kivan Shara Shekasev. Once Yeshio Amelech. Once he saw that the pasuk says Yelech Hashem Oischah. That Hashem is going to lead you, and your king that you're going to set upon yourself into Bavel. I'm sorry, he's going to lead you until a nation that you never knew. You and your fa- your fathers are going to be with it, and then I'm sorry, Ahmad. So he got up and he hit it. Because that's what the Apostle means when it says, That's the meaning of the Apostle that says, Take the Aroin and put it in the house that Shleim HaMelech built, Ben David HaMelech Yisrael. And obviously, what's the Raya? The Raya is that what is it? Actually, I just finished reading the Apostle. That you, you the Levim, are no longer going to carry the Aroin. So the Raya is, uh, what does it mean that Yeshua told them to put the Aroin into the house of God, into the Beis HaMikdash? It was in the Beis HaMikdash. So the Raya is, it must be referring to 
a different location, the special tunnels and special hiding place that Shlomo Melch built. That is why Yeshio brought Aaron down to Amr Lahem. Said uh, Yeshio, he said to them, Im imachem. Imachem. If the Aaron is going to be going to exile above with you, it's going to be lost forever. It's never going to come back. And that's the reason why he hit it. If Rather, serve Hashem your God. And the proper way is by hiding the Aaron. And that concludes the discussion of the arguing that we started yesterday. Says the Gemara, Petom Shemin HaMishcha. So one of the items that we listed, four lines on the top of the Amr, was the Shemin HaMishcha, the anointing oil. So now let's learn a little about the Petom, the creation, the formation of the Shemin HaMishcha. Says the Pasuk, You take for yourself, and a kid is worth a 500 amounts. So the amount of Shemin HaMishcha, the amount of oil which was used was 1,000, I'm sorry, not the amount of oil, Incorrect. The amount of other items that were used was 1,500 mana. It's very important, that number, as we're going to see in a few moments. Says the Gemara, Shemin Zayis Hin, Shneim Asar Lug. Shemin Zayis Hin, there was a hin of oil, meaning so it wasn't 1,500 mana of oil. It was 1,500 mana of all the other ingredients, all the all the smelling ingredients. And then it was one hin worth of oil, which is Shneim Asar Lug, which is 12 Look worth, that's what a hin is. Shabai Shalkin as a current of your So Amir learned that they took all those herbs and roots and spices, the 1500 mana worth, and they boiled them inside 12 lug of oil. No, really, they boiled all of the herbs and one in water. And then they put their oil on top of the roots and the herbs. And then when the oil accepted, and absorb the smell from the herbs and all the fragrance, then they would take it out the way that the perfumers did a special process in order to make it contain the smell. And that's the meaning of the positive the Gaimer. So that is Bryson number one teaching us about the creation of the Shemana Mishcha. Bryson number two, Tani, Rev Yehuda be Rebbe Eloi, Shemana Mishcha Shasa Mesha Bemidbar. The Shemana Mishcha, that Mesha being made in the desert, Mason Isim Nasabai, was created via miracle. Metchila Vatsaif, the entire process was one big nace. Shemetchila Loi, by Hashem Master Lug, like we pointed out a moment ago. There was only 12 Lug of oil, one his worth, Shem Zemin Zayis Hin, Im Lasach Bayas Ikari, it would not even be enough to soak the roots inside of it. They didn't just soak in it. When you put something on fire, when you boil it up, the boiling process diminishes some of the quantity. And the woods absorb some. And the pot absorbs some. And yet, from that little quantity of oil, they were able to boil up the herbs and have enough oil to, number one, be moishich to anoint to the entire mishkan. And all the vessels. Not only that, all his children were anointed all the seven days that they set up the Mishkan. And, and from there, I'm sorry, 
And from there, all the Kohanim, the Gedolim, Kohanim Gedolim, I'm sorry, and the kings were all anointed from all the few generations. That was this wonderful miracle that seemingly there was one teeny bit of quantity, it's reminiscent of the Nez Hanukkah, one little bit of oil, and it was used forever and ever. Now the Gemara continues discussing a little bit more about the Shemana Mishcha. says the Gemara, Melech Betzchil Tam Mishricha, a king... The first time a king of a family became king of Kali Yisrael, he had to be anointed with oil. But Melech ben Melech, ain't I in Mishicha? If it's a Melech, the son of a Melech, you don't have to anoint him. My time, because the Pasik teaches us. Um, one second, I'm sorry, don't want everyone to get lost over here. My time, what's the reason? Because the Pasik teaches, get up and anoint Kizehu, because this is the one. From this, we learn out, it's talking about David Melech. This one, David Melech, requires anointing, and his children do not require anointing. If you have one coin Gadol, the son of a coin Gadol, even if it's up to 10 generations of Kanan Gadol, they all need to be anointed with this fabulous oil. And yet, even after all that oil, the entire flask was filled, was still full of that we're going to have in the future. That's the meaning of the positive. That we're going to have this oil forever and ever. Says the Gemara, in at the two dots, smack in the middle of the Amid, in Moshchin, Apologies. More about anointing kings. They would only anoint kings on a on a spring, on a spring to show that the kingdom of this king should go forth like the spring of water. Shnemer the Pasik says, that Shlaima, my child, we should you should travel with him down on the mule. I share Lee, that is to me. and bring him down El to the Gichon to the spring, and that's what we know that everyone had to be anointed by the spring of Mashach. I say anoint him sham, and he should be anointed over there. Something like so we see that the location of the anointing is by a spring. Spring says the Gemara back to the halachas. The Gemara goes back and forth. So we saw that you do not, you do not have to anoint a coin gadol. Ben, I'm sorry, the opposite. A coin gadol, ben coin gadol, you do not anoint. But a king, the son of a king, you do anoint. Says the Gemara, I'm sorry, opposite. A coin gadol, the son of a coin gadol, you yes anoint. But a king, the son of a king, you do not anoint. The only time that they would anoint a a king whose father was a king in the event of Imach, was fighting with him. They anointed his brother Yoyakim was two years older than Yehoyachas. Take note, Yoyachas and Yoyakim are two different people. Yehu, they anoint him and they Yairam because of Yairam. Like King Sev, ask the Gemara one second. Is it is not rain? Anoint him, Davin Amelch, for this is him, which we learned. We learned from over here that only kings from Davin Amelch, King Malchus, based David, but not. Malchus based Yehuda no, should need to be anointed. So why was Yehu, who did not come from David al-Melech, why was he anointed? Says the Gemara, you're right, Al-Yoyachas, Ne-Yoyakam, it means Yoyachas because of Yoyakam, Echav his brother, Shagad Menushtei Shanav, Lo-Yoyashiyahu, Ganzai, 
I asked the Gemara, one second, didn't Yeshio, we learned at the beginning of today's Amud, that Yeshio hid all the Kalim, the Arun, and the Shemin Mishcha. So didn't he already hide the Shemin Mishcha? Answers the Gemara, Adah Amar, Bavrasamai, Nimshach, you're right, that when Yoyachas was anointed, he was not anointed with the regular Shemin Mishcha, rather he was anointed with a Farsamain, a different type of balls of oil, but not with the actual Shemin HaMishcha. And we continue, we're at the two dots, about 20 lines, before the wide lines, it says, we only anoint the kings from a horn. That's what he used to hold the oil. Shaul v'eyu nimshchum in apach. They were anointed from a pach, from a flask of oil. Ha'isa malchus and malchus ha'varas. And their kingdoms passed by. It wasn't long living. David Yishlam nimshchum in ha'karen. Ha'isa malchus and malchus ha'yomes. We want it to be like the horn everlasting. Says the Gemara. Further, in Moshe Chikanim, he said that we do not anoint kings who are kayahanim. Omer Rav Yoyna, Omer Rav Abi, Avi, Yoyda, or Omer Rav Yehuda, Yoyda, Antuni Dairia, I for sure did not pronounce that correctly. One more time. Let's get that down pat. Antun Dario, Rav Yudah Antun Dario, that was his name. Al Shame, that what he said, the reason why they didn't anoint the king, this uh, king who was a Kayen, Loyazer Shavim Yehuda, because they didn't want the kingdom to leave Shavit Yehuda, and that is the reason why if the king did not come from Shavit Yehuda, Therefore, they did not get, I'm sorry, the opposite. Therefore, the Koyan Gedalim, who obviously were not from Shev Yudah, they did not get anointed. Amrav Chevar Adalaman Yarichu Yamecha Amam Lachtai. Who, Banav Kerbi Israel, Mike Sebastian, what is the answer? Lay a Kanam Levian, that the kingdom should not go to Kanam and Levian. Amrav Yechran, who Yechran, who Yechas? Says the Gemara, Yechran was him as Yechas. Ask the Gemara one second. Foxev, Abachar Yechran, Abachar Lamalchus. We see that Yechran was the Bachar. Amrav Yechran, who Shalom, who sits. Says Gemara, who was Yechanan? Who was. I'm sorry, so again, let's just speak that out. What was the problem? The problem was that it said in the Pasik that the Bechar was Yechanan. So if Yechanan is Yechaz, that means that Yechaz should have been the oldest. But we learned before that the Yechaz, that was the price we pointed out, was two years younger than Yechanan. So on that, the Gemara answers, Bechar Lamalchus. It wasn't really the Bechar, he was just the first one to become king. Amarab Yechanan, who Shalmu the same person who Shalmu Sitkiyo, Vaksiva Gimel Sitkiyo, Varviyu Shalim, asked Gemara, how could you? say that. But it says that the third was Sikiyo, and the fourth was Shalom. Obviously, there's different people. Answers, Gemara, no, they're really the same person. Sitkiyo, his name was Sitkiyo because he made righteous the jinn, the din, the judgment of God. Shalom, Shalom, Malchus, based David, that in his days, the Malchus, based David, Ended. Says Gemara, but really says Rish Lakish, Shalmu Shmevlotskiyo, Avi Shmei, Ella Masanaya, had Ella Matanaya. His name really was Matanaya. Says the Gemara, how do we know that Adol Dechsev, it says in the Apostle of Yamlich Melch Babel as Matanaya, Doidai Tacht of Yosef is Shemai, Sitkiyo. So we see that the same person, Sitkiyo, is really this person named Matanya. Says the Gemara further, Amar Rav Yechran. Four lines before the white lines. Now we go get involved. We finish anointing kings. Then we go back to the original conversation, which was the Arain. Says the Gemara, the Arain was made with an Amo of six Tvachim. Who is the one we know to Machlekes, whether an Amo is six Tvachim or five Tvachim? This is Rav Yechran saying it's six, and we'll see in Amr Beis that Rav Yishlakish is going to say five Tvachim. But now it says, Gemara, who's the one that holds that only has six Tvachim? Rameir, it's Rameir. It's not even there to the Mishra Meir, Ahimer. All Amos were in the middle of the road. 
That is six vachim. Rav Yehuda Mer No Amas Abini and Shisha Kilim Chamisha, which we'll see. That's going to be an Amar Beis. Says the Gemara on the first white line. I'll date the Rameir according to his opinion of Rameir that the iron was utilized with measurements of six vachim. Says the Gemara, Do Amar Ba'am Shal Shita Tvachim Haya Aron Asli Arkai Shal Aron. So how long was the Aron? Tesvav Tvachim was fifteen Tvachim. How do we know that? The Chesavit says in the Torah, Amasai Vachetzi Arkai two and a half Amos was the length. So Amosa Ashita and Amos is six. Amosa Ashita second Amos is six. That's twelve. Ubagaz Amosa Tlasa and half of six is three. So that's how you get fifteen Amos long. Va'arba Luchais Ayabai and there were four Luchais inside the Aron. Shnayim. Shnayim Shleimim, two complete sets of Luchas, Shnayim Shvurim, and two broken Luchas, Echsif, and Shershi Barthav, Samta Barain, Haluchas, Samta Barain, Haluchas, they have to put inside the broken Luchas. Says the Gemara, says the Gemara, Hayu Kol Echad Ve'echad, Arkai, Hayu Kol Echad Ve'echad, Arkai Vav Tvachim, each and every one, yeah, I knew I read it wrong. Again, it's Asher Samta. I was looking for the Pasuk. Asher Shibartha Samta Ba'orin. That's the end of the Pasuk. Now says Gemara, the last line. Haluchas ha'yukolechad v'echad arkei v'atfachim. Each one of the luchais were six t'fachim long. Rechavai shisha. And six t'fachim wide. Or actually, rechavai shlesha is supposed to be. So it's six by three. Says the Gemara, let's do a little math. V'ten arkei shaluchais arkei shal'orin. So the length of the Luchai should be put on the length of the Arin. So we're left with three Tvachim. And the Gemara is about to do the math. As we turn over to Tezayin and Merbez, says the Gemara, Ten mehem chatzi tefach l'chol kaisel. So we're going to utilize a half a tefach for each wall of the Arin. So Nishtayir, what do we have left over? Nishtayir shnei tefachim l'sefer taira. So we have left over two Tvachim for the Sefer taira. So again, because we have 15 Amois and it's Four at three apiece, because it's three wide. So three, 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 and three. Four times three is twelve. And then we have left three tefachim, says the Gemara. So the walls were half tefach wide. So a half tefach and a half tefach is one tefach. So what do we have left? We have two tefachim left. So there were two tefachim, and there was a sefer taira placed inside the arn as well. We'll show a uh, graph of this in a moment. Let's go to the width. Was tisha tefachim was nine. How do we know that? I'm of a chazi ark. One and a half was the width. Amasa, we just learned to sheet according to Ramea six. So Paul, because Amasa is plus three. So you have nine tvachim on the width. Varba, Luchas, Ayyavai, and there were four Luchas inside. Shnayim, Shlaimim, two complete, one Shnayim, Shvum, there's seven Shashibart of Santa Bari. Haluchas, Ayyavai, Vechad, Ark, and Shisha Tvachim. This is all repetitive. The Luchas were six tvachim long. Varach, Shisha Tvachim, and or we know that means three tvachim wide. Ten, Rachavach, Luchas, Rachavach, Arain. So put the width by the width. Nishayisham, Shlaisha Tvachim. What do you laugh? You laugh with three tvachim because there's six tvachim long the luchais and the width of the arayin is nine tvachim. So you have three tvachim left. The thickness of the walls of the arayin each was one. Half a tefach, so half and half is one. What are you left with? We are left with two tefachim. For tefachim l'shilat makayim shasivar teira munach, and the two tefachim that you have left is for the the place where the sefer teira to move it around, where the sefer teira lies. In order to move it around inside the Aron. So here you see the picture, according to our mayor, how it all worked out. Let's just take a moment to see this picture, courtesy of Art Scroll. Basically, you have the uh, tablets, is Luchais. So there are six Tvachim long by three Tvachim wide. And as you can see, so the six Tvachim 
is on the width, and the width of the Aaron was nine tvachim, so you have a half an amma, a half an amma, leaving two amas on either side, that was for the insertion of the, the taira, which in the other way is three, 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 and three, two left for the actual itself. Now, says the Gemara, that was opinion number one, that was our mayor of Yechron, and as we pointed out, Rish Lakish Amr Shem and Lakish Amr Chamisha Tvachim Haya Aranasi, really is made of an Aran of five tvachim, Man Tan Bambas Chamisha Tvachim, who's that Tana? Rav Yud, Rav Yud, I'm a Sabin in Shisha, we call this an Amr Aleph, so therefore, according to Yehuda, we'd have to do the whole story again. We're utilizing a five tevach measurement. They said, how long was the length of the Aroin? It's twelve and a half tevachim wide. What long? Why? Let's do the math. Amos five. Now, you put them the other way. And therefore, you only left with a quarter from one wall, Mikan, the Etzba, Lukaisel Mikan, and a quarter for the wall on the other side, Rachavashalara, and that is on the length. And then we'll go and we'll look at the picture and we'll speak on the numbers. And the width of the Aaron was seven. How do we get seven and a half? The what was the width? The width was seven, was one and a half. So one am was, was five. Half of that is two and a half. So therefore he had seven and a half. Two complete and two broken. Ten. What do you have left? One and a half. Etzba always means a quarter. So a quarter for one side, What do you have left? What do you have left? You have left a half a tefach on one side, half a tefach on the other side. Lishilot for the moving of the taira uh, in and out. Before we go to the next, let's go to the next picture. This is according to Rabbi Yehuda. As you see over here, according to Rabbi Yehuda, the Aroin was only 12 wide. 12 long. So if it was 12 long, was there any room for the Sefer Torah? No. What was it? It was 1, 2, 3, 4 Luchas. That was exactly 12 fit right in. On the width, the Luchas were 6. So now according to Rabbi Yehuda, how, long was, how wide was the Aroin? 7.5. 7.5, how do you do the math? So now you have 6, that's 1.5 extra. So you have a half and a half is 1, a quarter and a quarter is a half. And that was 4, I'm sorry, and maybe I said the insertion of the Torah, the insertion of the luchas themselves, the little bit of room was to get the luchas in and out. Now, says the Gemara, continuing this discussion of the Arain, Ketan also Bissalat's Arain. How did Bissal make the Arain of Chlim and Gamliel Amr Shlisha Tevios Asli? This is the more conventional understanding. The first opinion of Gamliel, and Gamliel, there were three boxes, Shtaim Shal Zav, Achel Shal Eitz, two of wood and one of gold. Nasa Shal Zav, Vishal Eitz, he put the gold in the wood, Vishal Eitz, Vishal Zav, and the wood in the gold, gold, wood, gold. Vitsibo, and Vitsibo, Dechsev, and what does it mean? It was covered. Sibisai Zai Zav, Tarmi Baisumichot. That comes to teach us that the upper edge 
has to be covered. That is the first opinion. That's the more conventional opinion that there were three boxes, gold, wood, gold. And of course, it's intriguing that the Torah calls it Aroin Ha'etz, calls it the wooden box. Which anyone wants, we did a very short 60-second clip, which is available everywhere. It's probably easier to find on YouTube. You could see a nice quick shot in why the Torah called it an Aroin of eight, even though the, obviously the wood was more valuable. Rashim Ben Lakish, a second opinion, which is not as much an old, Amar Tiva Achas also, there was one box it was one box says Rishim and Lakish and it was covered with gold the first shot is more famous because Rashi quotes it and it was covered with gold it was a box covered with gold when it says it should be covered what does that mean? it means between each and every box is what exactly that means either that means that the gold has to go into the cracks you know you have the walls of the box and the floor you gotta get the gold into the cracks or it means that each plank you have one, two, three, four planks of the box and the floor, each plank was covered with gold and then they were assembled but that is the second opinion of Rav Shimon Ben Lakish. Now we continue on the same theme but we, of the Aroin, now we go into the Luchais. Says the Gemara How were the Luchais written? Rav Chanina Ben Gamliel Aymer, four different opinions. Rav Chanina Ben Gamliel Aymer, Chamisha Luch Zev Chamisha Luch Zev, five Dibrais on one side, and five on the other side the first shot is five and one and five and the other. number two, Again, these maybe are also not as much known. second opinion says. 10 on each side, that the luchas were doubled. They had all 10 on one side, all 10 on the next side. We learned that it's 10 on each. Third opinion, 20 was written two times on each one of the luchas. The fourth and final opinion, it was four times in each of the Luchas, total of 80 times, uh, 80 Dibrois, I should say. Referring to the Greek number four. So four opinions, whether it was five in each one, ten in each one, twenty in each one, or forty on each one. Says the Gemara, Chananya, Ben Achi, Rav Yeshua, Amar, Binkel, Dibor, Vidibor, Diktukyao, Vaisisesh, Al Tayyar, Dachsif. Between each and every Dibor in the empty space, the Diktuk and all the Tayyar was written in between them, Dachsif. Memulim, Betarshish, Kiyama Rabba, it's filled on with Tarshish, like a Yama Rabba, like a great sea. Roshim and Lakush, Karave, Mate, Adin, Karie, he was over there reading Apostle, the Amar, Yafal, Amdin, it's wonderful the teaching of Hanani ben Achai that learned of Yeshua Mahayam, just like the ocean, Azab, between each and every big wave, Gal and Ketan, and their little waves. Between each one, called Deber and Deber, so too between each and every Deber. The diktuk of the Torah was written it. Omer after Chuma, we're going to finish with this. Is kishiasi? I had the following. Is is kashias? Kumi Rabbi I had the following question in front of Rabbi Chaz asking Rabbi Yehuda. 
The Pasik makes a lot of sense according to Rav Yehuda. My Taima to Rav Yehuda. What is the reason of Rav Yehuda? The Chesavit says in the bar, you should place this This is going back to the original Machlekes on Oman Aleph, which floated down the base. How big was the Amo? Was it six or was it five? According to the first opinion, Rav Yehuda, Rav Yehuda, it was six, which left enough room to put the Sefer inside the Aaron. According to the second opinion, which was Rabbi Meir, Reish Lakish, it was five. And therefore, what happens over there? According to Rabbi Meir, it was only five. I think I messed up the names. Apologies. Rav Yehuda was five. Rav Meir was six. According to Rav Yehuda, that was only five. There was no room in the iron for the Sefer Taira. So says the Gemara. How do we explain Rav Yehuda? Rav Yehuda says, They put on the side. Rav Yehuda, they explain. Where they put in the sign? They made a box on the outside of the Aaron via Sefer Taira on the first wide line. Nasan betaycha, and they put the Sefer Taira inside the box next to the Aaron. Explains the Gemara. My time with the Rameir. Where did Rameir get the fact the Aaron is inside? Sounds like in the Aaron you put the Eidos at the Nelacha. So therefore you put the Sefer Taira inside. There's no order. It says later in the Aaron they put the Eidos Sefer. That I will give you. Then you put the lid on top of him. Was given with a white fire. chiseled in with a black fire. He It was a one fire inside of a another fire. It was one fire given into another fire. That was the giving of the luchas, the fabulous luchas which we learned about today. Either it said 5, 10, 20, 40. Obviously that's a miracle within a miracle. How it was written, we know it could read it from both sides, which was another miracle. Whether it was in the Sefer Torah, whether it was in the Aaron according to our mayor, whether it was on the side according to our Yehuda, meaning 5 Tefach according to our Yehuda, 5 Tefach Param according to, 6 according to our mayor. I'll pick up from the Mishnah not tomorrow.